travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. Movies can do that magical thing of transporting us to another part of the world. As children, movies shape our opinion of a faraway destination, its people, geography, customs, and food. As adults, movies often inspire us, whetting our appetite to travel somewhere, or perhaps scaring us off that destination entirely. As we did several episodes earlier, discussing books about Asia that influenced our impressions of the region, on this episode, we'll chat about some noteworthy and memorable movies about Asia or set in Asia. So get your popcorn ready. This is our favorite or most interesting movies about Asia. I'm Scott Coates, and with me as always is Trevor Ranges. Hey, Scott, how you doing? This is Trevor in Cambodia. Nice to chat with you. And yeah, the ideas just keep coming. We did that book one, and then we thought, you know what? We haven't talked about movies. And like every one of these ideas, we think it's small, and all of a sudden we have almost too much for one show. But we're going to get into it, and we're going to talk about movies that happen in Asia or were filmed or set in here that we kind of have some recollection about. And I think we decided we're going to get kind of the the war type ones or the real silly ones right out of the way at the beginning. So I remember, you know, as a kid growing up, things like Rambo 1 and 2, Missing in Action with Chuck Norris, Bloodsport was super awesome with Jean-Claude Van Damme in Hong Kong. I think I saw Bridge on the River Kwai with my dad. Uh, Broke Down Palace, I remember, was one, I think, with Vince Vaughn, where some people have drugs planted on them or something like that. But I guess before I came here when I was younger, it was all impressions of, you know, poverty, guns, and war. How about you? Yeah, you know, again, before I moved to Asia, it was like Vietnam War era films, I think, that influenced us the most. That's what we saw, and I think that shaped our opinion of Asia. So, like, you know, Platoon, Full Metal Jacket, Born on the Fourth of July, those films are really kind of what dominated, I think, the, the, the Asian genre from an, a Hollywood perspective maybe i didn't see broke down palace until like later but the midnight express was a similar story about afghanistan yeah and that 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 was scary i think for sure but there were some good movies you know in that era i think as well like apocalypse now was epic obviously but like good morning vietnam good morning vietnam was a fun one kickboxer i remember actually when my friends first came to visit <laughs> i had my, my friends noah and tony came and we went to ayutthaya and they wanted to like recreate scenes from kickboxer at, at the, the ruins there well i already mentioned blood sport on the cheese and if you google blood sport dancing fight scene it is awesome pure 80s bliss good ones from that era i remember air america with robert downey jr and mel gibson being pretty good I think Good Morning Vietnam with Robert Willi- with Robin Williams is a, I mean, that's a super classic. So we got some real cheese mixed in with some really fantastic movies about Asia in those early, early years. Yeah. But before we get to that, Trevor, if people enjoy this show and they want to keep hearing more, what can they do to help keep this thing going? On our website, talktravelasia.com, we have a donate button where it's a link to our 
Patreon page, and you can donate as little as a dollar a month, maybe $2 an episode, 50 cents an episode. I'm not sure, but we accept whatever donation you can afford to spare. And uh, I recently sent some postcards to all our patrons. I sent a postcard to Scott as well, and my mom, who also got that. It was There's always postcards available wherever nice. I am. Scott's been real good at shooting videos of different places. He's been going on bike rides to share with our patrons. And uh, occasionally, Scott and I get to hang out together and we catch up on uh, what we're doing and what's going on uh, in the cities where we live, which we share with our patrons as well. So if you go to patreon.com and just search Talk Travel Asia or go to our website, you could probably find uh, all that good stuff. And then you'll get patron-only content, which is fun to make. Yeah, I love the patron idea, and I'm a patron of quite a number of podcasts, but we appreciate it. You know, it really does help us cover the costs and keep it going. Now that we have kind of Vietnam War stuff, early cheesy kung fu movies out of the way, Trevor, what's kind of a movie set in or about Asia that you think is is a pretty damn good one? Well, there's tons, and, and we have uh, sort of broken them down into categories, but uh, I still have films from before I moved to Asia. I don't want people to think that like every film I saw before I moved to Asia was a Vietnam War film. There just happened to be so many that were set or about that back in the day. So there was a few other films that I saw before I came over here that made a big impression on me. And one of them was The, the Last Emperor, uh, which won the Academy mm-hmm. Award for Best Picture. Um, which is about the the last emperor of China. It's like a biopic, and it begins with uh, you know him as a as a baby and and goes through his entire life, and it kind of depicts the the history of China through his point of view, which is is an amazing insight, you know. So it's, and it's a brilliant movie, and and I think that really like sparked a, an interest in China for me and and Chinese film that we'll see through the future, even though it's an Italian film, right? Yeah, you've sort of said everything about it, but I do remember being pretty blown away by it as a kid. I mentioned the intro, but the bridge over the river quiet. I mean, sometimes when you look at it now, the pacing's a bit slow on some of those movies, but but that was pretty neat and pretty well done. I remember The Deer Hunter also. I think I watched that with my dad and Christopher Walken's in it. It might have won Best Picture as well or Best Actor and so forth. I mean, they're still sort of war movies, but those were early ones that had kind of a pretty big impression yeah the bridge over the river Kwai i saw at at university i took a film class and that was one of the films we saw in the film class that's world war ii it's a little bit different thailand a little bit different maybe but and and an amazing cast but yeah a little bit different from some of the other films we might discuss so the next category was like just like asian cinema what were some of the first like real like films that were made in asia for asian audiences that like we happen to see as as westerners what do you got on that list? I don't have a whole lot, but I do know that Police Story with Jackie Chan, like that turned into a multi-part franchise. Uh, Police Story is a pretty cool one. I also think one that I really love, um, and I still have watched recently, actually a few months ago, is called Fan Chan, and it means yeah. my girl in Thai. And it's about these two young kids that kind of, fall in love well they don't fall in love they're just kind of kids sweethearts but they're growing up and all the kids in it are fantastic it's fantastically cast it's fantastically accurate of what thai land life would be like in a small little town i really like those ones Uh, those would be the big discoveries for me i suppose 
Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Again, these are some that like I watched before I came to Asia, like from like VHS tape era, like somebody pass it around or something. But it's interesting because they're both Chinese, but they're kind of two sides of a coin. One's Hong Kong and one's like mainland China. Mm-hmm. So have you seen the film Chun King Express? I have not. It's Wong, now on my Wong list. Kar though. Wai. Yeah, that's like amazing. It's so like, it's beautiful and like, just like stylish and, and very kind of Hong Kong. It's a, again, like the Hong Kong policeman story. Um, but it's about two melancholy cops who fall in love. Uh, one with a mysterious female underworld figure and the other with a beautiful and ethereal okay. waitress. It's really kind of sexy and cool and chic. And the other one is also a love story, but very different. It's uh, Farewell, My Concubine, which is about two boys Mm. who meet at an opera training school in Peking in 1924 and about their friendship that spans over 70 years. So it's kind of a theme maybe with some of these Chinese films. They're like these big kind of beautiful epics, but but the cinematography and like like the art. Is, is so like beautiful like chinese film has its own like style i think that that's really uh unique and epic yeah you've named a few already that i have not seen i'm not an expert on but the ones i've seen have been pretty darn good i know the next category we're going to is kung fu and horror and your first one is damn scary right ringu yeah what's that all about you know it's funny i happened to like see uh the the american version the ring on tv recently and i let it like play in the background and that one was okay but ringu and it's interesting because lots of like uh japanese horror films or asian horror films tend to to get copied by american movie producers or something like that yeah you just typed one that's going to be lower so save that for uh, a little bit later yeah juan was a like a thai taiwanese Japanese co-production or something and, and Ringu which is the ring both of those were remade as American films but uh the originals were super scary yeah yeah very scary and one that I remember being fantastic that also got made I think into an American movie not nearly as well was Shutter and that was a Thai one and it probably came out about 15 years ago and it was pretty damn scary. It, you know, revolved around people, I think, only being visible when somebody was taking photos and stuff. But if you can see Shutter, the original Thai one, that's a pretty goddamn yeah, scary movie. And Thais are awesome. really, yeah, and Thais are really good at generally making scary movies, but that's a good one. And you have a couple other fun ones here on your list. Yeah, for, I think, you know, like, I didn't have a lot of exposure to like the Hong Kong Kung Fu kind of movie scene. So, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which was a big box office hit. I think it won best foreign film at the Academy Awards. I think made a big impression on me and, and, and really introduced me to like that whole kind of genre. And then the other one, which is a different style is Kung Fu Hustle, right? Which, you know, I, when I was in China, actually, I was looking through, like, just the, flipping through the channels, and I saw some of uh, this guy's old TV show. What's the guy's name who made Kung Fu Hustle? Stephen Stephen Chan. I think it's Stephen Chan, yeah? And he had this, like, crazy, like, kind of Chinese soap opera kung fu slapstick TV show that was genius. I might have even seen it on TV in Thailand. Hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, like I, I hadn't been introduced to a lot of that stuff. And, and I think Crouching Tiger and Kung Fu Hustle were like introductions to me, even though they were probably not to aficionados, the best representations of their genre, you know. I don't have quite as many in there as you did. You had a really good list. You know what? On Kung Fu, I will 
put in one that I think was officially later in the list, but Ongbak, which was a Thai film by Tony Jaa. And that's probably at least 15 years ago. And Tony Jaa served as a stuntman. And he is along the lines of Jackie Chan that he does all his own stunts. And there was a part two and three of those series and they were terrible. But the first one, Ongbak, is absolutely incredible. Neat kind of Thai culture, cool Thai music, but like absolutely fantastic fight sequences that he does all on his own. Yeah, and like the stunts are so awesome because they shoot him from like three different cameras and they'll show like when he's flying over some car to like kick some guy or something, they'll show the same stunt from three different shots like in a row. Yeah, that was really slick. So they did a really good job like filming that film. I even have a poster of Ong Bak. I I think I have the whole trilogy of Ong Bak posters just to, to have the collection. But yeah, that was a great Thai film um and one other one i wanted to mention is is jet lee again like jet lee has like a, a pantheon of awesome kung fu movies obviously um but hero was a film that i thought was pretty awesome because right i do like these historical chinese sagas now and hero was this historical biopic of uh the i don't know how real it is but the you know when this certain emperor of China decided that there should only be one language or one word for everything. Cause he was trying to solidify his dynasty and, and, and it's told with three different stories. Like, you know, the old, uh, what is that? Seven Samurais, something like that. I know it's Rashomon. Yeah. Like Rashomon style. So mm. yeah, I thought that hero was pretty cool. Okay. And I think we have to, now we're, we're going to think about movies we saw after we moved here and we got to get a couple that everyone knows sort of, out of the way and one of them is in the country you live in tomb raider right with angelina jolie yeah tomb raider kind of put Encore on the map almost i mean in the united states let's right. say because france was always had this fascination with cambodia but uh, yeah when they filmed tomb raider at the Encore at top Rom, like it's it's now the tomb raider temple and you know i'm pretty sure i've slept in a bed that angelina jolie has slept in because she visits here often and gets to stay in swanky five-star hotels like i do but uh yeah she's uh she she made cambodia famous let's say indeed and then another one i think it was 2001 or thereabouts was uh the adaptation of alex garland's novel the beach right by danny boyle with leonardo dicaprio filmed in maya bay i mean i haven't seen it since it came out but it was fun it was a big hit at the time it definitely had an impact, right? And uh, the book's great. And, you know, I'd probably watch if the movie again if it was it was on or up or I'd, I'd have a look again. I remember enjoying it enough at the time. I think that book might have come out in like the early 2000s because I think my sister read it like right after I moved here. And then the film was shot here while we were living in Thailand. And there was definitely a lot of buzz over the beach. It was really about Ang Tong Marine National Park over on Samui, yeah, which is also another really beautiful spot, which is kind of a little secret I think people don't know. Other movies from after we moved here, uh, another Cambodia one. I didn't know when they were shooting this, but they shot a film called City of Ghosts in Great Cambodia uh, with James Kahn and uh, Matt uh, Dillon. Matt, Matt yeah. Dillon, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's edgy. I don't remember who directed it. it, it, it maybe Matt Dam- Matt Dillon did. I think think Matt Dillon did direct that. And then there's a woman in it who I can't remember her name. She was in Californication, the TV show years later. But I really liked that movie. Like it was, it used settings so well, like Phnom Penh back in those days. And I met the uh, 
kind of sequel driver that drives him around. I had beers with him after that. And there was an owner, Snow, of Maxine's Bar. He sadly passed away, but he was in it in a little prison scene. And they filmed a scene in kind of the fog up on Bokor Mountain at the old casino buildings there before they went and built kind of Cambodian Disneyland up there. But I think that's a pretty solid movie for what it was. Like, I've seen it a couple times. I think City of Ghosts is, is well worth watching. Yeah, I enjoy it. And, you know, thinking about some of these films that were shot, like in places we knew while we were living in the region, like you see Tomb Raider, people ask me when we go to the Tomb Raider temple, you know, when we go to the beach, the beach, my post office mm. is up by, you know, I, the a lot of the scenes where City of Ghosts were shot and like the hotel and that is just right opposite the, the post office where I have to go tomorrow, hmm. you know. So another one on the list is is The Hangover 2, which, again, yeah. is not the best movie ever. But like when you know, like, oh, I know where that's shot. Oh, I know where that's shot. Like once you start to see places that you know in a movie and then The Hangover, we could have been like consultants on. Right. Yeah, almost. And we did an episode <laughs> with. uh you know, Chris that helped uh, arrange the whole filming of that. And if you haven't heard that episode, you should go back to, I think it was about movies set in Asia or filmed here. And he shared a fun story about Bill Clinton filming an extra in that movie. It, it was good fun. And there's a, a setting in the edge of southern edge of Chinatown, Yawarat, that I always bike through where they had the drug dealing monkey. Um, there was a bad Ryan Gosling movie that was filmed here, and I can't remember what it's called. It's really artsy, but I did see him eating at WTF restaurant, which was kind of neat. A bad Nick Cage one, Bangkok Dangerous. And I did see him when he was filming that uh, on Soy Cowboy that night. Um, yeah, so those would be kind of ones that jump out that were shot here, not necessarily great. Oh, I see you've just added a James Bond one. Good call. Yeah, the man with the golden gun. You know, like... Uh, of course. What's his name? Christopher Lee, right? Yeah, Christopher Lee, who played Saruman. He was uh, Scaramanga in The Man with the Golden Gun. Was he Scaramanga? Yeah, and he was in Bangkok. I didn't know that was him. Yeah, he was in Bangkok for a film festival one year, and I went to a panel, and like someone asked him about the Saruman role, and he got all mad, and he's like, I'm here to talk about James Bond Island or whatever. He was cool about it, but yeah, the man with the golden gun, that was shot. James Bond Island. Yeah, that's right. That's still how they've managed to keep that a tourist site in between Phuket and Krabi and Panga Bay. I don't know. And then I think Goldeneye, one of the ones with Pierce Brosnan, was filmed here to look like Vietnam. And then... You know, you mentioned one here about our friend Tom Waller. What's that all about? Yeah, you know, Tom's a filmmaker in Thailand. And actually, you know, The Last Executioner is a brilliant movie that I didn't mention here mm. as well. That was a really good film. I have a signed DVD copy of that one. Uh, it's it's a really good film. Um, but he also made a film called Soy Cowboy. And uh, huh. and not a, like a location film like you would think. Like, it's not shot on Soy Cowboy, which for those of you who don't know is a red light district. But like... The beginning of the film is shot on a train going from Bangkok to like Isan. And and there's like a, this like kind of fat white European dude sitting opposite his younger Isan girlfriend on the train to Isan. And, and they don't talk for like 10 minutes. It's like a 10 minute shot of like the countryside going by and, and just like them not talking to each other, which is like profound you know it, it really summed up like that relationship of, of what the title sort of represents for a certain aspect of western versus thai culture kind of you know and like you know the rest of the film like it ends up kind of the surreal david lynch kind of ending so it's very experimental but but like yeah there's some good films being made here good job tom 
<laughs> and the cave. Yeah, Tom's he, done he, some good ones. He made one of those cave movies too. He did about the cave uh, boys. You know, a fantastic movie that I also think might have won Best Picture at the Oscars was by Danny Boyle, Slumdog Millionaire, right? About, I believe it was set in Mumbai. That was really just a fantastic movie. Like the settings, the story, the actors. Yeah, Slumdog Millionaire, that was a, a big winner. If you haven't seen that one, you absolutely must see that. So what next, Trevor? Yeah, we have, uh, I guess, some honorable mentions, like other films that didn't necessarily fit into a category, but uh, we thought uh, were worth mentioning. Yeah, and there's two. I don't love these films myself. The Quiet American, I believe it's based on a Graham Greene novel set in Vietnam. That was, I mean, it was okay. And then there is also The King and I. I mean, it's been done many times, and it was actually filmed in Malaysia because you can't officially watch it here. But those would be the first two I'll bring up. You know, I just recently saw The Greatest Beer Run Ever, which uh, comes kind of full circle back to our Vietnam War era movies that we did at the beginning. But it was funny because, you know, it was a, it was a good fun film. It's on Apple Plus. It's about some guy who goes to Vietnam with a duffel bag full of beer to share them with uh, his buddies from his New York yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. But like, it's totally filmed in Bangkok. Cause I was just in Bangkok and I recognized like the sidewalks and the curbs and like the shape of the traffic signs and stuff like that. So, uh, that was kind of fun too. Yeah. I just watched it over the weekend too. And I thought they did a very good job making Bangkok look like Vietnam. Yeah. Cause I was really watching for those scenes. And I also thought they did a good job of taking this kid who was going to deliver beers who didn't really think about the horrors of war and he left sort of a little bit stunned. So yeah, I enjoyed that one as well. One I had a lot of fun with that I didn't know anything about was the best exotic Marigold Hotel set in India. I think Pierce Brosnan is in that with Judy Dench and some others retirees that go to retire in India because of the cost. I thought they really nailed that one. It was just one of those surprise sleeper hits. Yeah, whenever I read that, I keep thinking it's like a Wes Anderson movie. Wasn't there a Wes Anderson movie set in India too? There was, and it has a very similar name to that. <laughs> I can't remember what it's I, called. I just but see you're all right. those guys on a train in India together, or something like that. You know, I think that I think that was the thing. You were going to mention the Korean movie, so I mentioned the Korean movie too, and and this is the one that you were going to mention earlier, but I'll mention it now, I guess. So the first Korean film that I saw was Old Boy, and this does go back, I think, to you know pretty early, maybe before I moved to Asia. I don't remember exactly when Old Boy came out. But that was a fucking disturbing movie, man. Like, be, be forewarned before you watch this. But, like, fucking heavy and good, like, raw, like, gritty. Like, I like edgy films, and that was, like, a good edgy film that showed me, like, yeah, Koreans have some, <laughs> some grit in their filmmaking, too. Yeah, and I think Spike Lee remade that. Again, it's funny how when Hollywood remakes them, they're not nearly as good. But that old boy is pretty dark and and a bit eerie. Another one which, you know, won the Oscar in 2019 for Best Picture, I think it was the first time a foreign film did, was Parasite, also out of Korea. And again, I knew nothing about that, but damn, that was an amazing plot. Super original, shines a light on the less fortunate living in like Seoul basement apartments. But that deserved to win that year. That was That's a really fantastic film if you haven't seen it. That's a, a really good honorable mention. Yeah, and then uh, we had a couple of Vietnam-era films here that are about cambodia that i don't know if we mentioned earlier did you mention the killing fields up in the introduction i can't remember but it's worth watching yeah and i think i saw that before i traveled to asia and it's about the the genocide here in cambodia and it's 
it's tragic. It's hard to watch, you know. And, and, and again, a lot of it was filmed in Thailand. Um, but like for its historical precedent, I think, or for understanding of, of the culture here, and it, as well as an amazing film. But also Swimming to Cambodia. Have you seen Swimming to Cambodia? Never heard of it. Oh yeah. All right. What's uh, he's like a he's like a spoken word. I don't know, like beat poet kind of guy. And and like I had actually first heard Swimming to Cambodia as like just just the audio track. I I didn't actually see the the film, but the film is basically just him talking about the the war, the secret war in Cambodia as a spoken word kind of thing in front of like maps and stuff like that. Yeah. If you haven't heard of it, hey, we should Google that. Put a link to that. It's uh, it's been a while since I saw it, but that's uh, if you're gonna watch the Killing Fields, you should. It's Spalding Gray, yeah. So if you're gonna watch Killing hmm. Fields, I say do double feature and and do like Spalding Gray's uh, Swimming to Cambodia the the day before or the day after or back to back. Yeah, one I liked, and I think this is from '97, but was Seven Years in Tibet with Brad Pitt. Now, admittedly, I've been to Tibet. I really like Tibet. I like the Dalai Lama, but it's about an Austrian fellow who kind of made his way somehow in Tibet when it was still a closed-off country to foreigners, and he spent, as the title suggests, seven years in Tibet, befriended the Dalai Lama, became kind of his teacher of certain things, and, and that was a pretty fun one. And then I see you have a pretty recent Hollywood hit on your list here to round it out, Trevor. Is that the Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it, so I don't know. Maybe I read the book, and uh, and that was interesting. You know, I like uh, I like the concept. I'm pro, like modern asian film i guess if you want to call it like i don't know it's something different kevin chan's book is uh like a satire on high society asian society and the film i think was pretty slick i don't know some of these movies i i don't know if i want to see like i still haven't seen eat pray love we didn't mention that amazingly especially because we recently had uh christina tag on our show who's a longtime listener and a, and a young american who she was like i'm not i don't know if i i can go to bali because it's too cliche and I was like, I appreciate that sentiment, but uh, I don't know. You know, the the woman who wrote the book, she seems super awesome. So the book might be really good. But uh, yeah, like there's films like The Beach or like Tomb Raider. But, you know, The Beach, I think, really like put its stamp on like The Beach. I think the same thing happened with uh, Eat, Pray, Love and Bali. Yeah, I deliberately didn't put that movie on because it, it kind of turned my stomach a bit. But hey, it is what it is. But we have listed out at least a month of list or watching movies for those who might not have a job or have a lot of time to kill on their hands. So there's definitely way more than this. Like we didn't get into Japanese movies. We didn't get into Taiwanese movies, Malaysian movies. These are just ones that came to mind. So these will be mentioned in the show notes. So you can go to TalkTravelAsia.com find hyperlinks to some of these but check some of them out you've heard about some neat ones i definitely for whatever reason fan chan the thai one warms my heart if you have a little date night that's a fun one trevor why don't you wrap this baby up for us hey thanks everybody for listening yeah kind of crazy lots of stuff to talk about uh, but i think those are some good films worth listening to so go to our show notes talktravelasia.com uh, check out links to some of this cool stuff. Maybe we'll put some movie posters up because I got some posters of some of these films that we mentioned. And uh, if you want to hear exclusive content in between weeks when we have episodes, go to patreon.com and check out talktravelasia.com on that, I guess. Please. <laughs> and thanks for joining me again, Scott. Always fun to catch up before and after we record. Uh, we'll see you all again soon. See ya. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. 
We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey, Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall in Anchor Tom and Kim?